That's a new with the funny music I hear in your ears. Listen to this blowing magic trance. Hello Magic Transistors, welcome to another Beach Boys review. Today I'm going to review Summer Days, Summer Nights, as well as the Party album. And this was a, a period of time in which uh, Brian was beginning to use more and more of the uh, Wrecking Crew. And I really think that the production on Summer Days, Summer Nights is a step up from the previous uh stuff um including the today album in my opinion um although i think the today album had some very good um production i think this was a step up you start to hear bass notes that are not uh just the bass note it's like melodic bass notes and and things so um and then the following album the party album was kind of like a uh a stopgap to buy time so Brian can continue to progress. So interesting period in um, the Beach Boys life uh, or time. Um, something to note, um, Brian Wilson, who had quit touring back in uh, late 64, you know, during going uh, during the sessions for the Today album, uh, Brian was replaced with Glenn Campbell at the time. Well, Glenn Cam Campbell did a tour or two. I don't know how, you know, how long he was there, but he wasn't there very long. And so they were still looking for another replacement. And they found a guy named Bruce Johnston, who he had his own groups, Terry and Bruce. I, I think it's what it's called. Bruce and Terry. Yeah. And, uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, one of the albums he did was like a surf rock album that's really um, got a lot of distortion, like a really heavy album. Very different than what Bruce Johnston would do with the Beach Boys later, uh, the few songs that he wrote for the Beach Boys, which was more smooth, clean, and very uh, safe kind of stuff. Um, whereas some of his old stuff was very, uh, distorted and heavy. Um, now he had some other, uh, I think most of Bruce and Terry was like Beach Boys style music. So obviously he was a fan of what the Beach Boys were doing and he was a great musician. The way Bruce tells it is that, um, somebody, I think it was Terry Melcher who had produced, uh, he had worked, Bruce had worked with before. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that was Terry, <laughs> Bruce and Terry. Duh. Anyway, Terry Melcher, um, was asked by the Beach Boys if he could find somebody to replace Brian. Uh, and Bruce Johnson said, uh, I looked everywhere. I couldn't find anybody. So I volunteered myself. My guess is he didn't look very hard. I think he wanted that gig. That's just a guess, but, um, you know, Bruce has a nice falsetto and a, and a good, and a, and a good, uh, vocal, um, which you'll hear some of it in summer days, summer nights, a little bit, you know, in the background, not a lead, but like, we'll get to that. But anyway, so 
so yeah, Bruce Johnson is now with the band. Now Brian is still very much in charge of the production and the and the uh, and the studio, and he's still singing, you know, leads and all that stuff. But he's not touring, and uh, you know that was that was the case with the Today album. But Bruce was not around yet, so um, that's some some things. Uh, about this this album um now the album was produced by brian wilson this uh summer day summer nights came out in july 5th 1965 on on capitol records and uh, and so yeah um the album cover is a picture of the boys minus al no bruce yet um, I don't. I think Al was sick, which kind of bugs me because I feel like, why didn't they include him in the uh, album cover? Why didn't they wait till he was healthy <laughs> or use a picture that he was in? Um, other than that, I love the picture. I think it's a nice front cover. But um, anyway, the the picture was taken by Ken Veter. And uh, that name sounds familiar. I don't know if, if his name was in previous um, front cover, you know. But anyway, um, so the so because it, it, it it's um, I like this cover bright and happy. I would give it an eight or a nine. But because Al's not in it, I dropped it to a seven out of ten on the uh, on the album cover. Now on to the songs. Track number one is Girl from New York City, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Lead vocals by um, Mike Love with Brian Wilson on the uh, chorus. I think this is a song that was kind of a a spin-off of the uh, the guy from New York City. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, come on, Dilly, tell us about the... Or boy from New York City. The boy from New York City, I think. Um, lyrically, at least. Uh, musically, I don't know. I'd have to <laughs> go back and listen, but I don't think it sounds similar. Um, but yeah, this is a 10 in catchiness. This one's really grown on me over the years. Um... Very catchy, great hook. I think it's got a great arrangement, uh, well produced, uh, pretty solid overall. And I give this song a 7.8. Let's take your car and do a Nismith Park USA. A Palisades and South Murray Parks, the Rolly Coast. Track number two is Amusement Parks USA, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Uh, lead vocal by Mike Love, mostly. Um, there is kind of a uh, amusement parks barker, and um, I, I'm not sure who does that, but it's very similar to County Fair on the Surf and Safari album. Uh, this one has really grown on me, too. A lot of people hate this song, but I really love it now. Like, it's, it's one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, it kind of has that being for the benefit of Mr. Kite vibe. Um, I gave it a 10 in catchiness and in art and in production. (laughs) 
art, arts, artistically, I love it. You know, um, some people are going to be shocked by that. You know, but I think it it is a very creative, interesting song. And um, I give this one an eight point six. Track number three is Then I Kissed Her, written by Phil Spector, Ellie Greenrich, and Jeff Berry, sung by Al Jardine. Obviously a cover song, so the scores may not be as high as, as, you know, uh, as it should be, but um, I think Al does a great song leading with the lead vocal. Brian being a great, uh, big Phil Spector uh, fan, I think this is the second uh, well, third, yeah, uh, third, I believe, song that they covered that Phil Spector wrote. Um, there was So Young on the Today album, um, this one, and there was one on the Party album um, as well. And there might have been another one or two that I can't think of off the top of my head, but um, I, I think this is a very good cover. The production gets a 10. Um, nothing else goes above a 7. I did give it a 7 in catchiness. Um, but very strong. I, I, I like the guitar in this, and I give this one a 5.8. Track number four is Salt Lake City, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. The uh, lead vocal by Mike Love. Um, this one is not one of my favorites, but I think it's got a great production. This kind of symphonic pop that uh, that was going on, and, and the keyboard is pretty good. Um, I gave it a 10 in catchiness as well as the production. The hook is also very strong with a 9. Um, obviously, artistically and poetically, it's not very good. But, um, you know, it's a nice song, not a great song. I give this one a 7.6. Hi, Track number five is Girl Don't Tell Me, written by Brian Wilson and sung by Carl Wilson. This is a unique song. Uh, there's not a whole lot of songs like this in the Beach Boys catalog catalog where they have one lead singer and no harmonies and this is one of those and also it's guitar it has more prominent guitar parts um, and I and I really like this song I'm a sucker for a Carl Wilson vocal and I think he does a, a fine job on this one um, perhaps um, one of the first memorable vocals by Carl in, in the catalog I mean he did some others like uh Rock, uh, Pom Pom Playgirl, for example, which I think he did a good job on as well. Um, but I think he did a, a nice job on this song, and I think it's uh, it's inspired by the Beatles song "Ticket to Ride," so you can hear some similar melodies to that. I really like the bridge where it's just the guitar going, ding, do, 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 do. very good, and. Um, uh, overall, I give this song a, an 8.4. Well, since you put me down, I've been up to an in my head. I come in late at night, and in the morning I just 
Track number six is Help Me Rhonda, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love, sung by Al Jardine. Uh, one thing to note, because this song was done on the Today album, is that the Rhonda is spelled differently. And today it was spelled R-O-N-D-A, and here it was spelled R-H-O-N-D-A. Now I'm going to score them separately because this is a completely different production. It's not like uh, in some of the previous albums where they reuse the exact same recording. But, um, but this one became a single, and it became their first number one hit. And so uh, it's kind of weird because to me... Although this does get radio airplay, of course, it doesn't seem to be as popular as some of their other songs like Fun, Fun, Fun that only went to number five. No, I take that back. Uh, I Get Around was their first number one hit. Glad I caught that. (laughs) But anyway, um, songs like Surfing USA, Fun, 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 Little Do Scoop, uh, California Girls, and even, you know, Bob Aran. Wouldn't it be nice? You know, you would think those would be more popular than Help Me Rhonda. But for whatever reason, Help Me Rhonda was number one, and some of those others I mentioned were not. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Um, I really love the, uh, the the production of this one. You know, the, the previous one was kind of simply, you know, simple folk production. But this one had a, a, a melodic bass line that's really cool. And... Um, my favorite version of this song is not quite this one, but there's extra uh, bass um, vocal parts by Mike, where he goes ba 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 ba, you know, um, and and this one doesn't have that, but like he, um, Al Jardine does a good job singing this, and uh, very catchy song, great hook. Overall, this song gets an 8.6. Track number seven is California Girls, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Lead vocal by Mike Love, and I guess you could say Brian Wilson on the chorus. Uh, The intro to this is fantastic. It's like (laughs) something straight from Bach or something. It's it's an excellent uh, intro to the song. Um, I think this should have been the first song on the album because... You know, I like songs or intro, you know, uh, that are strong, introductions that are strong to albums. Um, But anyway, um, this is a perfect balance between art and, and I guess you could say, commercial. Like, the, uh, first of all, that artistic intro, and then you have, like, this uh, very catchy... um, you know, bass line the rest of the way that's kind of like that cowboy bass. And a great hook, you know, the the lyrical hook is is excellent. The weakness on this would be lyrical poetry. It it is a little bit behind the time, but it's so catchy, it's so accessible lyrically. But artistically, I gave this a strong nine as well. I just think this song balances out very strongly and um, yeah, so uh, production, I gave it a 10, catchiness a 10, hook a 10. <laughs> so a very strong song. I give this one an 8.8. 8. When I watched you walk with him, tears filled 
Track number eight is Let Him Run Wild by Brian Wilson and Mike Love, lead vocal by Brian Wilson, and a little bit by Mike Love as well. Um, this is has every bit of um, the symphonic uh, pow- power, pop, or whatever you want to call it as California Girls, but it's a little bit more artsy, a little less commercial. Um, but I think it has enough catchiness uh, to be all around good. I have nothing weaker than an eight on this song. The catchiness and lyrical poetry is the lowest. Um, but there's three tens, the art, the hook, and the production. Fantastic. Uh, one thing that, that I've thought about on this song, if you've ever heard um, or seen the movie Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, there's a vibe to this song and a song called Lonesome Polecat. Um, and if you've heard that song, I'm a lonesome polecat. And then the part on this song that goes, uh, uh, Guess you know I waited for you. Girl. It reminds me of that. You know, it's not necessarily the same melody, but it's the same vibe to me. And um, yeah, I, I really like this song. And I think it's a fantastic song, kind of a precursor to Pet Sounds. I give this one a 9.2. You're kind of small and you're I'm glad you're mine. Track number nine is You're So Good To Me, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love and sung by Brian Wilson. And... Um, Brian's vocal on this is a little rougher than most. I mean, not in a bad way, but just kind of more soulful, I guess. And, you know, a lot of people that don't really, haven't really read into or looked at credits and all that stuff, probably think that the vocal, the lead vocal on You're So Good To Me and Help Me Ronda are the same person. Uh, Al Jardine, surprisingly, sounds more like Brian than Carl does and definitely more than than Al does uh, I mean sorry <laughs> more than Dennis does uh, Dennis also a Wilson brother but has a, a unique voice that's more uh, throaty uh, sometimes Carl can sound like Brian but um, I think Al sounds the most like Brian believe it or not and he's not even related to him which I find to be amazing but um, this is a very good song. I like the organ, and it's probably mixed with something else, like a bass or, or whatever. It's, it's a unique sound um, that they come up with there. I gave it a 10 in catchiness and a 10 in production, a 9 with the hook. The weakness is the lyrical poetry. But uh, I like this song overall. It gets an 8.6. Track number 10 is Summer Means New Love, written by Brian Wilson. This is an instrumental. Um, it's it's a solid, I enjoy it. It's not one of my favorite. There's instrumentals that I would include as, uh, you know, on my playlist, but this one is not one that I would. But on the album, I do enjoy it. Um, kind of got this guitar. I think it's a guitar part that's kind of doing the lead melody and interestingly enough and I didn't even notice this but 
in I think it's Brian's last uh, latest solo album, No Peer Pressure, that he does a song with the melody of this song, but with with words. Um, and I can't remember the title of the song at this point, but um, you know, this one gets a ten in production, but uh, and an eight artistically. Uh, I give it its weaker catch catchiness wise, and. Um, you know, it's a solid song, uh, nothing great, but I give it a 7.7. I'm bugged at my old man, cause he's making me stay in my room. Track number 11 is I'm Bugged at My Old Man by Brian Wilson, sung by Brian Wilson. Uh, this is a very <laughs> unusual song for the Beach Boys. I want to say there's... No, there is a little harmony in here, but it's a little, uh, it's purposefully, it's not beautiful, it's not pretty, <laughs> I'll put it that way. It's it's kind of supposed to be a comedy, a little bit. It's 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 a humorous song, where, uh, but also I think there's some truth to kind of the abusiveness of his dad, but done in a very comedic way, um, where they put some breadcrumbs in his, uh, you know, in his room while everybody else was eating steak you know uh there's yeah, just funny lyrics and the vocal style is kind of like um if brian wilson was being doing a comedic elvis presley impersonation i think um there's a uh i kind of enjoy there's a video from 1976 where brian dennis and carl are singing this song I believe it's Carl on the piano, and uh, or playing the piano, and Brian, who has kind of his r- rough voice at the time, starts cracking or he coughs, and then uh, Carl and Dennis start laughing. It's it's a cute moment, and I would if you can find that. But I'm bugged at my old man, 1976. Uh, very cute video. Um, this is a song that I enjoy, but I don't necessarily put it on playlists. And, uh, you know, the, I, I guess I, I gave it the highest score on the poetry, which I gave it a nine, just because I think these lyrics are funny. Um, but other than that, uh, the eight, there's an eight on the catchiness. But everything else, uh, the production I gave a six. <laughs> and the other two things I gave under a five. So not a very... Not a great song musically, but a fun, humorous song. And overall, this one gets a 5.8. You're so sleepy. Wish that he could the last song on the album is And Your Dream Comes True, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Uh, it's an acapella piece, and I believe Bruce Johnston was sort of producing this song. Like, he was directing the vocals, and he would tell people to sing again and all that. I believe it's Bruce Johnston. Maybe it's maybe it's our prayer that he does, but I think it's this one. Um, I'm not hugely a fan of this song, except to say that it's a testament to their vocals, right? Um, there's something about the acapella stuff that is nice, but... Uh, yeah, it just it's it doesn't stick out to me as much, um, you know, and uh, you know it's it's very good arrangement. Um, I gave it a ten in production, a nine in artistically, um, but overall, um, 
just above average. I gave it a 6.6. The album flow, I gave a 9 out of 10. I feel like these la- the last couple of songs, especially I'm Bugged at My Old Man, stor- sort of sticks out a little bit. Um, and, and so it's... And for that reason, I, I can't give it a 10. But um, it is a... Uh, you know, it, it goes from beginning to end for the most part very well. And, uh, yeah, this was kind of, uh, after the Today album, which Mike wrote most of the lyrics for on Today as well, um, but they weren't the fun in the sun kind of songs that Mike was, you know, tended to write. And he kind of, um, begged Brian, he said, let's do things like we used to. And Brian agreed. So Mike started writing these kinds of lyrics. Mike showed he could write the, uh, you know, sort of sensitive lyrics on the Today album. He was very capable, but I think Mike wanted to do this kind of stuff, which might be why Brian chose different lyricists in the next couple of albums, uh, you know, and and I, I, I feel bad for Mike because... On the Wild Honey album and even on Good Vibrations, and we'll get to that, but I feel like he showed that he can do in perspective and more poetic kinds of songs, and oftentimes more accessible than other artists or lyricists like um, Tony Asher and Van Dyke Parks. Now that's more accessible, not necessarily more poetic, but I think he... Mike, when he wanted to or or did, he could write lyrics every bit as good as Tony Asher's. I think the Today album is a testament to that. Um, he couldn't. He he didn't really have the desire to do stuff like Van Dyke Parks. Um, the closest thing to that would be like Big Sur, which is very poetic. That's uh, the Holland album. So we'll get to that eventually. Um, yeah, so, but, but I think it's a perfect balance. A lot of these songs have highly artistic music and very accessible, simple sing-along kind of lyrics. And, and for that reason, it works very well. Um, but this was kind of, um, you know, is, this is part of the symphonic. Um, I, I think what people miss is that the production and the arrangements are a step ahead above what... Um, the Today album was, uh, the Today album had some symphonic and it was a, that album was a step above all summer long, the previous album before that. But I think that, um, this one kind of gets lost in this or people don't realize how brilliant the arrangements are because the lyrics are very, uh, basic. The lyrics are kind of a step back from the Today album. Which I, I'm not to say that they're bad; they're very accessible, and that's. Um, but and I think that made a perfect balance, in a sense, between Brian and Mike. And this is kind of both of them working, uh, at kind of giving their statement, their artistic statement, in their different ways. So, you know that that works, and I, I, we have to appreciate that for what it is. Uh, at this time and what they were doing but um, yeah so overall this album gets a 93 point or sorry (laughs) that's the total I need to divide 
this album gets a 7.82. Moving right along, we're going to look at the Party album, released on November 8th, 1965, produced by Brian Wilson. Uh, this is an interesting um thing i mean in a sense it was a throwaway album it was a way to appease capital records because brian needed more time to create what he wanted to which was his masterpiece pet sounds but at, at the same time there's something very unique and, and original about this it's it's not a live album but it's also not quite a, a studio album in the traditional sense um it's pretty basic it's guitar and and uh you know, maybe bongos, things like that. But um, it sounds, it's it's meant to sound like you're just at a party and the Beach Boys are just singing and other people are singing along with them um, and you hear background chatter and everything. Um, so it's, 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 I don't know of any other album like this. I, I don't think the Beach Boys, I mean, I guess Smiley Smile has some of this, but it, even Smiley Smile doesn't have like... Um, it doesn't sound like it's a party. It sounds like people that are stoned, I guess. So it's a, it's a party in a different time. <laughs> Two years later. Oh, how things would change. Um, anyway, but, um, you know, so I, I'd never reviewed this album before this. Like I did all the albums before on YouTube and, and skipped over this one. Um, this is one that I haven't owned until, I bought all the songs <laughs> to listen to and do this review. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's got some cool moments. It's fun. And, and most of this is going to be covers, but you know, it's not meant to be an artistic, uh, statement by any means. Um, okay. So the album cover is a photo collage over an orange backdrop and brown trim. Uh, not great. Um, but I mean, I like the photos, but for an album cover, it's not great. I give the album cover a six out of 10. Now on to the songs. Well, that pays off, uh, we'll have Greenwich Village just like that. <laughs> Track number one is Holy Goalie written by Fred Smith and Cliff Goldsmith. The lead vocal is by Mike Love. The original group that did this song was the Olympics. And um, again, so just a reminder, when I do when I do cover songs, I don't go above a 7 except for what they do. And nothing gets above a 7 anyway. The production, uh, I only gave a 7 to because these are just very raw, you know. It doesn't make them bad, but, you know, they're raw. The catchiness I gave a 7 to, which, you know, is the highest I go on a cover. Lyrical hook gets a seven. Lower on the artistic side. But, um, you know, Mike does a good job on the lead vocal. Uh, you know, just a very raw, fun little track. And I give it a 5.2. Track number two is I Should Have Known Better. Written by Lennon and McCartney. Uh, the Beatles, of course. Uh, sung by Carl and Al. Uh, I guess they just sing in unison together. Um, again, this is not one of my favorite Beatles songs. 
uh, one of their early hits. Um, but yeah, uh, just just a catchy number, um, nice lyrical hook, lyrical poetry for a cover. You know, nothing gets above a seven on this song either. Um, and overall, I give this one a 5.8. Tell me why you cried and why you lied to me. Tell me why Track number three is another Beatles cover called Tell Me Why, written by Lennon and McCartney. Lead vocals again by Carl and Al. Uh, this is a, a little... I like this song a little better than the previous one. Um, it's still not one of my one of my favorite Beatles songs but um, nothing gets above a seven again Um, but there's nothing weaker than a five either so uh, it's a little stronger uh, across the board Um, and overall I give this song a 6.2 Track number four is Papa Ooh Mau Mau, written by Carl White and Al Frazier. This was a Rivingtons song, and the lead vocals by Brian and Mike. I mostly Mike on the on the uh, <laughs> the hook of the song. Uh, I really love their performance of this. Now this isn't the first time they put this out. They did this on their uh, I believe their in concert album from 1964, and also um, there's a video of them in concert around that same time uh, and I believe they do that song as well but I think it fits they do this song very well and I actually gave a higher number on the production than I have on the previous two which I gave an 8 to um, I just think it's very catchy and, and the hook is great obviously the lyrical poetry is not that great but um I really enjoy this song. Oh, you know what? I, on the <laughs> names, I only gave two names. There's two more names in the credits here. So, Carl White, Al Frazier, Sonny Harris, and Turn, uh, Tumay Wilson Jr., I believe. Um, so, there, yeah, I apologize for that. There's four names on the uh, writing credit. <laughs> but uh, Mike Love does an awesome vocal lead on this one. Um, overall, though, this song gets a 5.8. Track number five is Mountain of Love, written by Harold Dorman. Uh, he's the artist that performed it as well. And lead vocal by Mike Love. I think this is a pretty... Uh, arrangement and version of the song um, I gave it uh, good marks um, in production it got an 8 um, and lyrical poetry is good on this song again nothing above a 7 on anything else other than production but for a cover song this does very well I think this is probably one of the prettier songs on the album and I give this a 6.4 
Track number six is You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, written by Lennon McCartney, another Beatles song, and the lead vocal by Dennis Wilson. This is probably my favorite song on the album, on this album. Uh, you know, one of the better Beatles songs, in my opinion. You know, it's on from the Help album, which is, uh, in my opinion, the beginning of them becoming a really good group although there was a few songs before that that i think are really good but um i i think they started to get mature musically around the help album but um yeah this is a very solid song across the board i got nothing below a six the catchiness and the hook i gave a six the arts artistry and the poetry i gave a seven which is as high you know those are that's as high as i give on a cover and the production, I gave a nine. <laughs> I know it's very basic, but it has a very folky feel to it, and uh, it's it's just fantastic. So overall, this song gets a seven point zero. Track number seven is "Devoted to You," written by Felice. And Bud, Budlow Bryant, uh, the Everly Brothers, is who performed it. And uh, lead vocals by Brian and Mike. They do a nice duet on this song. And um, I find this to be a very beautiful, perhaps the prettiest song on the album. Um, Brian and Mike together sound fantastic. Um, I think that they do emulate uh, the Everly Brothers very well. And, um, you know, I gave a higher number on the production as well with a nine. I think it sounds fantastic the way it is, uh, even with just guitar, pretty much. Um, the lowest score I gave is the catchiness with a five. But there are two sevens, which is as high as I'll go on a cover with the art and the poetry. And overall, this song gets a 6.8. Track number eight is Alley Oop, written by Dallas Frazier, and I think we saw that name earlier. Um, yeah, it was, no, that was Al Frazier, sorry. Uh, Dallas Frazier, who was with the Hollywood Argles, and the lead vocal by Mike Love. This is a, another good song for them to do. Um, I really enjoy this. Uh, it almost sounds like a Rolling Stone song, but then the alley-oop is something that they wouldn't do. But the verses almost sound Rolling Stone-ish. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this song. I think they do it very well. It's very, it's got a great hook, very catchy. Um, and overall, this song gets a 5.6. Track number nine is There's No Other Like My Baby. Uh, sorry, it's just There's No Other, written by Phil Spector and Leroy Bates and performed by originally by The Crystals. You know, Brian Wilson being a big Phil Spector song and, um, you know, lead vocal by Brian Wilson. Um, this isn't one of my favorites, but, um, you know, it's enjoyable to listen to. 
Um, it only gets two sevens, the production and the lyrical hook. Everything else is less than that. But, you know, I, you know, it's, it fits well on the album. It's solid. And I give this a 5.4. Round, round, get around. Uh, track number 10, although I guess you could say 11 as well, but like the way it's divided on the iTunes is, uh, or at least on um, somewhere, was it Wikipedia? <laughs> they had it as kind of the same track. And that's I Get Around slash uh, Little Deuce Coop. Um, yeah, so it's on the same track, so I'll just count it as one. Um, but these are two Beach Boys songs, obviously. Um, I Get Around, written by Brian and Mike. Little Lou Scoop, written by Brian and Roger Christian. And Mike Love sings lead on both of these. And they're just being silly. You know, they're doing their own songs, but being fun with it. And Mike singing alternate lyrics. And, uh, you know... Uh, this one does get a higher score than you you know some of the other songs, even though it's one of my least favorite, and that's because it's an original, in a sense. But I did deduct, you know, I might have given a ten, you know, I gave a ten to I get around catchiness, but this one I gave a nine, uh, as well as the hook. So nothing gets a ten on here, um, and you know, overall this song gets a six point six, or these songs. Track number 11 is Times Are A-Changin', written by Bob Dylan, obviously originally performed by Bob Dylan, and sung by Al Jardine, which is very fitting because Al Jardine was the folky of the group. He was big into folk music, and so him singing a Bob Dylan song kind of fits. And um, he does a, sol a very good job singing this song, and it's probably my second favorite song on the album. Um, production gets a nine, uh, nothing weaker than a five, which is the musical art. But the other three things that are covers are sevens, catchiness, hook, and and poetry. So, you know, as far as covers go, it's almost perfect in that regard. Um, but overall, this song gets a 7.0. The final song on the album is Bobberan, written by Fred Fassert, originally performed by the Regents. And this is sung by Brian Wilson. He sings the, I believe, the high falsetto. And Dean Torrance. Um, I guess Dean Torrance is the one doing the ba ba ba, I, I guess. Um, Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean, of course. Uh, this, of course, is one of their biggest hits. I think it went to number two. Um, and my favorite version of this song is actually a live version from that. Like, I think um, uh, it's a TV performance from the 65 or early 66. And it's just the way Br uh, Dennis plays the drums, just pounds that drum beat. And they do a great performance of it. 
but um, this track, I mean, it you know, it's very fun and catchy to listen to, um, and very catchy uh, seven for a cover and a seven on the hook as well. But overall, this song gets a 5.2. The album flow gets a 10 out of 10. Um, the concept of this is unique and um, an interesting idea and very fun to listen to. So I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Um, you know, for a long, long time, I didn't own this album. I really didn't listen to this album. Um, I prefer the sort of unplugged, the uh, one without all the the party chatter. Um, you know, there's just that blue release that came out kind of made me rethink this. And, and eventually I, I downloaded these songs from iTunes. Um, again, it's, it's, a, it's a lesser album, but it's an interesting idea that I can appreciate. And so overall, I give this album... A 6.36 out of 10. All right, so moving along to the alternate album. Um, obviously using songs mostly from Summer Days, Summer Nights with a few tracks from the Party album and one other song, which is She's Not the Little Girl I Once Knew. And the songs that I don't use from Summer Days, Summer Nights are... Uh, and your dreams come true, and I'm bugged at your old uh, at my old man. And uh, let's see, is there any other songs I don't use? No, I think I use everything else. Um, but on the party album, there's three tracks that I use: "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away," "Times There Are Changing," and "Devoted to You." Now, when I used to do this album, I included "And Your Dreams Come True." Um, and I did not include devoted to you, but I changed my mind on that. So, um, so, and the other thing to note, and as you listen to this, the order that I do the songs, um, first of all, I open with California girls because I think it's a perfect opener for the album. Um, and second of all, there's a story that's kind of being told. I put the, um, the side a is kind of like the pursuing of the girl, and kind of the excited time of the when the relationship is going well. And side B is kind of the beginning of heartbreak and ba- breakup and stuff. And sort of the loss of innocence in a sense. And it kind of, in my mind, flows from the fun, um, innocent teen that's falling in love. And then into the more melancholy uh, that leads into Pet Sounds perfectly. So that's kind of, um, I, I think it works well. So I hope you enjoy my alternate Summer Days, Summer Nights album. Yeah. 
you enjoyed side a that was kind of the happy side the falling in love side the innocent side whatever you want to call it and i must add that the song amusement parks usa i use the version from the made in california uh box set it's a little bit longer so just wanted to uh to clear clarify that and i i also will mention that help me Rhonda. i'm using the version from uh, endless summer. I'm sorry. Endless harmony soundtrack with the extra "Ba Ba Ba's" by Mike. It's my favorite version of the song. So, all right. Side B, a little more depressing, but uh, here we go.
size of your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Cause the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a change From mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a changing Wow, that's great
Jesus.